What do you do if the unexpected happens and you're not set up financially to handle it? Dr. Wendy Labatt's story she shared Tuesday is the perfect example of how having proper protection in place prevented her from seeing financial ruin. One illness, one injury can ruin your family financially. So today I'm bringing Dr. Wendy back on the show to share more about why it's important to plan financially for the unexpected. And she's giving us a few golden nuggets on how to do that. Dr. Wendy Labat shares her knowledge, experience, and wisdom garnered firsthand from the challenges she faced starting a business 37 years ago with no business experience, limited financial resources, and most recently, conquering breast cancer. This journey led her to develop the Financial Cures system. She has improved the financial lives of many entrepreneurs, business owners, families, and individuals across the U.S. using this system. Dr. Wendy is on a mission to empower others to turn their sour financial lemons into the sweetest lemonade to become financially free and to live the life they desire. Thursday tidbits are short and sweet episodes filled with tangible tips you can implement immediately. My goal with these topics is that you can use them to fuel your growth as you focus on being intentional in every area of your life. So let's get chatting. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hi, Dr. Wendy. Thank you so much for joining me again for Thursday Tidbits. While we're going to hear about why it's important to plan financially for the unexpected, get some tips from you, and I'm excited to dive into this teaching. Well, thank you, Gabe, for having me again. It's been a pleasure, and I really enjoy sharing with your audience. Yes, absolutely. So if you didn't listen on Tuesday, you need to go back and listen because Dr. Wendy talked about her story, uh, her financial story, how she um, overcame breast cancer, but was financially sound through it, uh, has struggles through it, but was financially sound and became a coach and a mentor for others now as they are finding their financial cures. So make sure you go listen to it, but we're going to get started. She might share a little bit when Miss Wendy, you can share a little bit if you'd like to, but why does this topic matter so much to you? Well, it matters to me because I've lived through it and I've seen so many people that weren't prepared financially. You know, they ended up getting, you know, if something happens where they get, you know, one illness or injury, it financially ruins them and don't let them pass away. Their family's devastated with not only the grief from the loss of that loved one, but also the devastation of the financial burdens that's left behind, not just from a funeral that costs a fortune, but also the medical bills, the regular monthly expenses. So, you know, it, it, like I said, it can be devastated if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like we talked about in the uh, episode before, I, I'm for almost 40 and I wasn't prepared for anything. I'm just preparing now. So as a woman or as a mom, why do you think this topic is valuable for us to actually start looking at right now, no matter what well, age we are? 
I think it's important because we need, especially as moms, we need to start when our kids are babies, you know, because we can have million dollar babies. And that's another thing that I advocate for because, you know, I've, my son, when he was, um, I think it was 12, one of his classmates passed away from a heart disease. And who expects for a 12 year old to pass away, you know, from natural causes. And when he was 16, another one of his basketball teammates passed away. And it's like, you know, you never think about that. You think you may be the first one to go, but, you know, babies die, you know, elementary school kids die, you know, you don't have to be old to pass away. Mm -hmm. So you really need to be prepared for yourself and not just necessarily looking at the, you know, death of someone, but looking at the life of someone, you want to prepare your kids. So when they get to high school or college and they want that car, or they want, you know, a college education, you're not going to be struggling to get it for them because you've prepared since they were babies to have for them to have that lifestyle. And, you know, say if they don't want to go to college and they want to get married, they don't have money to buy a house. So, you know, you want to not only provide them financially, but you want to give them the right mindset, the right skills to be able to handle that kind of money, you know, because you may not be around to help them with it, but you want to instill those qualities in them at an early age. Oh, that's so true. And I think it's, we're an example for our kids. So what they see us do, they will imitate most likely. So if we're teaching the financial side, or if we're an example of, okay, this is what I'm doing to for retirement or for college or for whatever, they're going to see it and they'll hopefully mimic it. And I think that is super important. Um, Awesome. I'm excited to dive into some of these steps that you have for us today. So I'm going to let you just start and I'm probably going to interject. Like if I have a question, I'll interject, you know, but just, okay. I'm going to first start out with this, you know, talking about the six obstacles to win in the money game. The first one is one of the most important. It's, you know, it's your mindset and lack of knowledge. You know, like I said, if you don't think right, you're not going to do right. And if you don't know right, you're not going to do right because you don't know any better. Mm -hmm. So you have to get that mindset. Um, And, you know, the sooner you get it or the sooner you teach it to your kids, the better off everybody will be. Because when you get older, you want your kids to be responsible and, you know, fiscally minded enough to be able to handle your affairs in case you can't. So you want to have that mindset. And one of my favorite quotes and what I start my course out with is uh, by Wayne Dyer talking about... um, you have to, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And, you know, the graphic that I use is a house in like a gift box. And some people say, oh, wow, I'd love to have that house, but I can't afford it. And then you got other people that say, I'd love to have that house. How can I afford it? So you see the way you look at things will determine whether or not you can afford it. If you think you can't, then you can't. And you won't, but if you say, how can I, then you're going to start thinking of how you can position yourself to own that house. So that's the key thing. And then the Bible says, you know, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So, you know, you got to learn some things. You don't have to have a PhD or a doctorate degree or anything, but you do have to have some basic principles that you, you know, implement in your life. And, you know, if you don't, then you're going to end up struggling the whole time. And that's, you don't have to. So, you know, we try to 
teach people those basic principles like having multiple streams of income and not spending more than what you make. And another quote I like is by Robert Kiyosaki. He says, it's not how much money you make, but how much money you keep, how hard that money works for you and how many generations you keep it for. So that's, you know, that mindset there will help you move forward and be more, uh, take control over your finances. Yeah, that's good. Now, the second obstacle is control over your finances. You know, most people are wondering where their money goes instead of planning where their money goes, you know, or wondering where it went, I should say. And it seems like, you know, out of my client base, the people that make the most money are the ones that tend to have that, where did my money go? (laughs) They're not planning where their money goes, at least in the beginning. Now, since working with me, they are, because it doesn't make any sense not to, you know, plan where your money goes, especially when you're making more than enough. Um, I also give my clients a spending challenge. And what I challenge them to do is track their spending no matter what they buy, whether it's a stick of gum or whatever, not their expenses, but the spending, because people know how much they make and they know how much their expenses are, but they don't even look at how much they spend. And most of the folks that say, I can't afford this. I had a young lady, matter of fact, that wanted to take my course and she said, well, I can't afford it. It's like, okay, you can afford it, but do you want to afford it? You know? (laughs) So she said, and I'm going to tell you how you can afford it. I said, well, do you eat out? She said, yeah. I said, how often? You know, I eat, I eat lunch out every day at my job. I said, how much do you spend? You know, about $20, $25. I said, that'll pay for my course right there. <laughs> you know, if you just, you know, you could take your lunch. You know, you don't have to eat out every day. You know, you can take whatever it is you want to eat buy the groceries, fix it, and have it there. So you have to, you know, like I said, change your thinking. You have to be not you don't have to be frugal but you do have to be sensible so if you're trying to you know people say i can't afford life insurance but it's like okay how many uh coffees at uh starbucks do you buy well i buy a cup a day <laughs> you know that's seven to ten dollars a day you know that's a premium right there so you have to you know have that mindset and you have to you know, be creative, you know, to take control of your finances. You have to look at that spending because that's where the money is to buy the things and do the things that you, you know, want to do or need to do. Um, And then, you know, using rewards points and cash back. I tell people everything that you do, whether it's buying groceries or gas or shopping, they have rewards points. You know, all the stores have rewards points. And if you're going to spend your money, you might as well get rewarded. And next thing you know, you got enough to buy things. You know, I'm the story I like to tell. I'm a Southwest person and I'm a Marriott person. I'm at the Titanium level at the Marriott. And I had a conference in Chicago, seven nights. And to go from Atlanta to Chicago round trip was, was going to cost me $500, you know, for the dates and times that I wanted to go. And I'm like, okay, let me check my points. Sure enough, I had enough points to get that round trip ticket. It cost me $11.20 versus $500. And then I booked my hotel and it wasn't, it was a full service Marriott. It wasn't a courtyard or, you know, Fairfield Inn. It was a full service Marriott in Chicago. 
I booked it with my points and I'm at the titanium level with them. So when I checked in, they upgraded me to a suite. Now that suite would have cost me like $550 a night for seven nights. And not only that, I got to eat in the uh, club room where they had the you know smoked salmon and the quiche and the fresh pastries and fruits and all that. Uh, even the you know bottled water and sparkling water. And that meal would have cost me like $50 if I would have eaten that in the full service dining room downstairs. Mm-hmm. And in the evenings they had hors d'oeuvres and wine and you know all the sodas and whatever else you wanted. And again, that would have cost me about $50. So that's $100 you know, a day for meals, that was $700. So that whole trip cost me $11.20 because I use points and rewards. And that's what people need to do. You know, you need to, you know, make your money work for you. And someone said, well, that's just saving money. It's like, duh, (laughs) money saved is money earned. You know, I did a lot with that almost $5,000 instead of paying for hotel and and airfare. So, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the kind of things that I, you know, teach my clients to take control of their money and to change their mindset. Yeah, that makes sense because I, it's almost money left on the table the Mm -hmm. rewards. If you're not utilizing what they have, then you're leaving it there and not utilizing it. So why not? Why not have that? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people leave that money on the table, especially guys, you know, they don't even want to put their phone number in just to get it. Cause I've watched people (laughs) and the cashier say, well, do you have a rewards point? Do you have, you know, uh, you know, your phone, put your phone number in, you know, if you don't have your card and like, nah, I don't want to do it. And I want to say, Hey, put mine in there. And I have said, put mine in there. Let me get those points. (laughs) Because, you know, like I said, it's money left on the table and that money, can do whatever it is they say they can't afford to do. You know, I ended up buying a nice, I have, you know, American Express and I get those uh, Home Depot gift cards. Hmm. And I had enough to buy a nice big stainless steel refrigerator for my garage, you know, with the point. So, you know, and this is, uh, you know, I already had two nice refrigerators in my house, but I needed one for my garage because that one went out. And I looked and I looked at my points and I went to Home Depot. It's like, I want that one. I mean, nice refrigerator with a big freezer, big refrigerator. It's like, hey, with points, you know, I think that refrigerator is like $800 just by itself, you know, if I were to use money. So it's those kind of things that you can really, you know, benefit with. So that's my thing. You know, I try to teach folks how to take control of their money by increasing their income with, you know, creative ways by with the points and the rewards and how to reduce their expenses by you know without spending more money by canceling subscriptions and memberships that they aren't using renegotiate those cable and phone bills you know I just did that recently with my cell phone company and I saved like $150 a month and got better service faster internet speed (laughs) on the phones or 5g or whatever the new speed is and you know you just have to ask and I'm a good customer I've been with them like 20 something years so you know they were going to look out for me but if you don't ask you won't know so those are the kind of things I teach now the next one is proper protection now you know that's dear to my heart because of my situation and you got to have that proper protection and that doesn't just mean life insurance it means health insurance you know because people 
I, you know, I enroll people and now it's open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act. And because of the CARES Act that Joe Biden just put into play, it's easier and more affordable to get health insurance. So there's no reason for anybody to be out there without health insurance. And I've had so many people that said, well, I don't get sick and nothing's, you know, I haven't been to the doctor in years. I said, just because you haven't been doesn't mean there isn't anything wrong with you, you know? <laughs> so why be unprotected? And so what if you don't, aren't sick? There's no guarantee we're in a pandemic. You know, you need to be protected because one illness, if you can't afford to pay, you know, 50 or $60 a month for a premium, and that's what they've been going for lately, at least my clients, then how are you going to afford a 600 to a thousand dollar bill to the urgent care or emergency room, you know? So, you know, you got to be sensible about things and just knowing that my situation, you know, I could have been financially ruined. So I make sure that my clients have the best coverage at the best price. And people have to understand with health insurance, it's not about the premium. The key is looking at the deductible because if you don't have, if you have, a high deductible, say if you get a deductible that's $10,000, especially these employer plans, people say, oh, I don't want to spend that much out of my check every week or every payday. So they get this $10,000 uh, deductible because it's cheap, but that just means that they're going to pay the first $10,000 before the insurance kicks in. So the first thing you want to look at is the deductible. You want the lowest deductible as possible. Then the next thing you want to look at is the maximum out of pocket, because once you reach that threshold, you could have brain surgery and it'll all be covered at 100 uh, percent. You just pay your monthly premium. The next thing you want to look at are your co-pays. And, you know, they're pretty standard, but you don't want to get a co-pay that's a percentage of anything. You want it to be a flat rate. Now, with your deductible, get it low as possible. Say if you got a $1,000 deductible and then your max out of pocket is $2,000 or $2,500, you hit that uh, in your copay, say $20 for uh, primary care, $30 for a specialist. Those copays ship away at that deductible and the max out of pocket. So once you hit the deductible, the insurance kicks in and pays whatever it states it's gonna pay. And once you hit that max out of pocket of say $2,000, you can have brain surgery and the only thing it's gonna cost you is you know, your premium because you don't even have to pay co-pays or anything anymore. Now, the premium is the last thing you wanna look at because if you're gonna be, when they say penny wise and pound foolish, if you want to, you know, say get a $200 a month uh, premium that has a $10,000 deductible where you can get a $300 a month premium that may have a, you know, $2,500 deductible, it makes more sense, you know, financially, mathematically and everything to pay that extra money. So people, you know, don't get fooled by a low premium. And then, you know, people, they'll, insure their, their home, their cell phone, their jewelry, their cars, but they don't want to, you know, insure their health or their life. So especially if you got kids, you definitely have to, you know, protect yourself. And I recommend the uh, Index Universal Life with Living Benefits, as well as a companion term with Living Benefits. And Living Benefits, you know, life insurance pays your family when you die, 
but living benefits pays you while you're living. So with the living benefits policy, you can get up to 90% of your death benefit while you're alive. If you, you know, suffer, you know, uh, heart attack, stroke, cancer, critical illness or injury, where you can't perform at least two of the normal daily activities. Uh, say if you get a $500,000 um, term life with living benefits, if you're diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, you can pull $450,000 from that policy while you're living and do whatever you want. It's not you know, restrictive on what you can do with that money. And then you still leave your family a $50,000 death benefit to pay for your funeral and give them a little extra change you know, <laughs> once, once you're gone. But um, you know, a lot of people don't wanna do that. They just wanna take their chances. And then the index universal life is a policy. And that's something that we do with what we call the million dollar babies, because you know the insurance is low and you overfund that fund because it gives you a death benefit, the traditional death benefit. It gives you the living benefits. And it also gives you a accumulation of cash uh, that's indexed to the market. So you don't take the risk of putting your money in the market, but you get the returns of the market. So indexing is having a ceiling and a floor. You know, say if the market returns 10% and your ceiling is 8%, you're only gonna get 8%, but it has that floor. So when the market crashes, like it's done, then you got that floor to protect you. So when the market starts picking up, you're you know coming from your floor up where everybody else is in that gutter trying to come up. So you end up you know, with probably twice as much in the end uh, because of the protection of the no risk, you know, with the, being indexed to the market. So that's, you know, that kind of hit a couple of different categories, but that's my proper protection part. <laughs> I love it, I love it. And that's what I've been looking at. I never even knew some of these things existed. Mm -hmm. Until I got to know like you and Lisa Williams and mm -hmm. uh, people who have their financial, um, they just know they're knowledgeable. They have the financial gear. So um, if you haven't ever heard of these, you need to talk to Dr. Wendy because they're very cool. And yeah. I'm finally setting our family up for- yeah. And it gives you that peace of mind because you know when you know that- you know, not you know something gonna happen, but when you know you're properly protected, you don't really concern yourself with what's gonna happen because you know you're protected. I mean, you want to you know concern yourself with your health, but as far as you know, saying, well, if this happens, I can't go to the emergency room or I can't go to the hospital because I can't afford the bill. You don't want to be in that position. You want to be in the position if you got a toothache like you're talking about or a headache. I'm going to the doctor, I'm checking it out because it could be like in my case, I was getting the, you know, my annual mammograms. Next thing I know, I got breast cancer, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, it's kind of crazy. Next uh, obstacle is the tax codes and tax laws because people look at, you know, 401ks, IRA, 403Bs, they don't realize those are tax codes and the IRS dicks dictates how much you can contribute and when you can take that money out. And we look at that is pre-tax money and we consider that the seed, but when you take that money out, which we consider the harvest is taxable. 
where if you look at, you know, the index universal life that we were talking about, you're using money that's already been taxed, which as your seed, but your harvest is tax free. So you can get, you know, a million dollars out and not have to pay taxes on it because that's the way it's structured. But now with the, um, what we call qualified money or the pre-tax money, you're paying taxes on that, that harvest when it comes out. And I do an illustration of two 35-year-olds that contribute 400 a month each, one in um, the qualified you know, 401k with an employer match of $100 and the other one in an index universal life policy. And at the end of 30 years, the one in the, with the qualified 401k they have about 400,000, 410,000, and the one with the IUL has about 420,000. But, you know, they both want to pull out 52,000 a year, and the one with the qualified plan, they have to pull out like 67,000 just to get the 52,000 because they have to pay taxes. And they run out of money in 13 years because they're pulling directly from the principal. But the person with the IUL, they're just pulling out 52,000 because they don't have to pay taxes and they do that until age 100 and they still leave their family with a $600,000 death benefit because they're not pulling from the principal. They're pulling from the cash value, you know, the overflow. So, you know, it's a difference and a lot of people don't think about that and then nobody in HR is explaining that. But those tax codes and tax laws, they, you know, they dictate how you get your money at retirement. You end up paying more in taxes when, you know, you can least afford it, you know, because you don't, your money's, you know, fixed, your income is fixed. You know, be careful about, you know, who does your taxes. Don't be so cheap that you're, you know, wanting to pay $200 or $150 and the person's just doing data entry because like I say, you can do that yourself. You want somebody, you know, if you have to pay a little more, that's going to ask those questions, you know, see if you have a business, not only ask the question, but give you a strategy for the upcoming year. So you can know how to better position yourself mm -hmm. to get the maximum refund or the minimum tax liability. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, my next obstacle is, and I kind of touched on this, is the uh, market risk investment losses and global economic impact. Um, you know, we've had such a crazy year in 2020 because of the global pandemic, which impacted us economically uh, on, on a global level, because, you know, we're in like a supply chain world now. So whatever happens across time affects us because, you know, a lot of our things we buy from China. So when China shut down, you know, our stuff shut down because we weren't able to get the parts that were needed or the, you know, uh, that was needed to create whatever products that we were trying to sell on this end. And then as a result, the prices go up. You notice how hand sanitizer went from 50 cent a bottle or a dollar a bottle to like five or six dollars a bottle. It's like, I can't believe it. And fortunately for me, I had already stocked up because I'm a, not a hoarder, but when I get a deal, I get a deal. And we, I, my son was cleaning out our garage and found a whole case of hand sanitizer, you know, nice big bottles. So I didn't have to spend any money on it, but it's just that, you know, those kind of things you don't really prepare. And then people are losing their jobs and they don't, 
understand that, you know, the groceries are going to be more expensive, you know, and you don't have the money or the, use the, the money you used to have. And so that global economic impact can really make a difference. But like I said, if you've got the multiple streams of income, if you're, you know, being creative about increasing your income with the rewards and the points, and if you're taking advantage, a lot of the companies were offering uh, deferments on, you know, payments on your utilities and on your, you know, loans, mortgages, you know, that doesn't say that you had to use them, but if you could take advantage of that, it didn't mean that you wouldn't have to pay. It just meant that you didn't have to pay right now. So those are the kind of things that you need to take advantage of. And then if they weren't offering, ask, you know, ask what programs are available because a lot of them did have, and they weren't necessarily advertising them at first, but if you ask, they would let you know. And then eventually they started telling people. And the last obstacle is taking action because I don't care if you know all these other five things, if you don't do anything with it and take action, then you know faith without works is dead. So you can dream and hope and pray all you want, but if you don't do anything, nothing's gonna happen. So that's just as important as the first one with your mindset and knowledge. I like that. And it's true because you can't, what is it? You can't steer a parked car. You have to be in motion in order to be getting somewhere. So now with all of these steps, there's so many good ones. And um, I hope that everyone's been taking notes because I know, like I said, I'm going back and I'm going to take notes and go, okay, what, what am I missing? What, where would be the first place you'd start if you needed to start one place? Uh, With the mindset. You would start with the mindset and the la- or empowering yourself with the knowledge because, you know, like people say, you don't know what you don't know, but you know that you can't pay your bills, you know that. So you better find out what it is you don't know. Um, if things are coming to a point where you need health insurance or life insurance, you need to start looking into that. You need to, you know, like I said, change your mindset and not... I can't afford it, but how can I afford it? You know, you got to change your way of thinking and change the way you look at things. So that's the first thing. And then all the others, you know, between are important, but that taking action, mindset, take action, everything else in between kind of falls into place. Mm, I love it. And I love the reframing, the how can I? I actually do that with my kids. Whenever they say I can't, we always in our home, we go, okay, let's rephrase that. How can I? So it's kind of helping them be solution-minded instead of negative, right? And so that I see that with the financial future that we have too, is how can I? Mm Because there's there's ways to do it. We can problem solve. And we have people like you that can help us problem solve, (laughs) you know? So I've appreciated you taking this time with us and sharing these tips. Now, I'd love to hear just a little bit about what you do. What do you offer um, for clients? And maybe tell a little bit about that course and where they can find it. Okay, well, right now the course is um, Overcome the Six Obstacles to Winning the Money Game. And I will give your audience the, the same rate that I gave to the people that signed up that were at different events. You know, it normally it has a value of $3,000. I normally sell it for nine ninety seven. dollars and you know, I offer a discount of to $497, but, but for your audience and for those other audience participants, it was $297 for the six-week master class. So if they're interested in that, they can text me at 678-361-3656. 
and put in Gabe. So that way I'll know it's you and then they can, you know, I can get them signed up. Awesome. And then where can we find you? You can find me at um, Facebook, uh, Dr. Wendy Labod, LinkedIn, Dr. Wendy Labod, my Facebook group, The Financial Cures, my website, thefinancialcures.com, Instagram, dr.wendy, W-E-N-D-Y dot Labod. Awesome. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you for sharing. This has been awesome. I loved hearing these tips and I look forward to keep adding to my income streams uh, like you shared about. So, All right. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's always fun being around you. So I look forward to it. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.